When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 3, Episode 6. Jap- oh. What in the world? <laughs> you paused, I just assumed I was for going dra- in for dramatic it. dramatic effect. Alright, go ahead. How many go- episodes have we done? So many, go ahead. Chapter just- titled... This Little Piggy. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And we're here now. We're back with a brand new edition of a podcast. Um, how's everybody out there doing? We always talk about how we're doing, but we never talk about how you're doing. How are you doing? I really hope that we can just sit here and wait for an answer. Oh, they said they're doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's good. I heard it. Um, how have you been doing, Tanya? What have you been up to? I've been up to too much. Yeah? Yeah. Why are you shivering? Because I'm cold now. (laughs) I was not cold like 30 minutes ago. I was hot. So I think I'm in menopause. But. Yes. um, (laughs) uh, I've been up to finishing commissions like a crazy person. Lots of yarn stuff. Lots of yarn stuff. I've been up to uh, a Christmas party for work. I've been Mm -hmm. up to working a lot. I've been up to um, doing the calendar for the kids every night, and it seems like a small thing, but they have a different task to do every day. So real quick, explain what that is. We do a, an advent calendar, like lots of people do, but with a twist. <laughs> Our advent calendar is like one of those wooden ones with the doors that you could put like a treat in each one, but I don't. I put in pieces of paper that tell our kids what to do. <laughs> shocker it's a bossy calendar uh-huh um so like today was um i told them to think of their favorite christmas memory and this evening right just a short paragraph about it alden and i will also be doing that so that we can all discuss what our favorite christmas memories of all time were yes and that was day 15 day 15 we're almost there. We're almost at Christmas, guys. Yes. So they've also, like, they're supposed to save some of their money to do a toy drive. Um, they've got, they have little tasks like holding doors for people during the day at school, um, helping their teachers with something, doing a chore without being asked, like, things to keep them mindful of helping others during the Christmas season. Why can't life work out more, like a movie or a TV show like why can't we have Christmas episodes of Boy Meets World to talk about during the Christmas season because we timed this poorly I mean we didn't really time it though we couldn't work it out like that the episodes are where the episodes are yeah but we could have done some math and been like all right if we start this season on this day then by the time December 20th rolls around then we'll be doing the Christmas episode it's true but we timed it poorly. That's it, the answer. But it would it would only work for one season. Like we couldn't do it for every season because then it would have to just play out the way it played out. Well, people do breaks between their seasons all the time. Oh, we do that. <laughs> we could have timed it differently. It's true. But we were timing for Disney Plus, which is way more important than Christmas. Um, really? Because we barely use it. Welcome to our podcast. What have you been up to? 
What's your life like right now? Oh, you know, stuff. Yeah? Like Uh you're uh, assembling a cardboard piano right now? Yeah, I'm making a cardboard piano that's for children. So it's cool. He's having so much fun. He loves it. I can't believe how many hours this is taking. It's, uh, I got the, the Nintendo Labo thing because I, I saw online that there is a piano Nintendo Switch game that I played on a Vita and a Vita <laughs> and it's super amazing, but on the Nintendo Switch version, you can use the Nintendo Labo cardboard piano to play the game. So I was like, I have to have this piano and I've ordered it, and I did not realize that it was going to take hours and hours and hours of building. Like, all the little cardboard pieces, you make everything yourself, which I knew. But um, I think last night I spent, like, three hours on it, and I'm still, I still have, like, two steps left. Here's a little peek into our lives. Alden hates things that take long, and he hates waiting. I do. Hours are hell for him. I like building stuff. Like, I love Lego sets and stuff like that. But that I wasn't, I didn't get this to build it. You know what I mean? Like, you got it to play it, but you knew you had to build it. It's uh, the point of Labo. I did, but I didn't think about that. I didn't, that wasn't in my thought process. That's unfortunate. The thought process was I want to play this game with the piano. But now you get the joy of building your piano. It's true. And, and you were building your piano while I was macrameing a hanger last night, and mm-hmm. it was nice. Like, we were both were doing something. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's all I've been up to. Um, but we are here, we are gathered here today to discuss Boy Meets World Season 3, Episode 6 with you. Uh, in preparation for Christmas, obviously, we're going to do an episode about a pig. Because ham? No! You sicko. But Christmas, you're supposed to eat ham. No, you sicko. That's little Cory we're talking about. Can I tell you a story? I don't know if I told this story yet. Oh, God. She ate a pig on Christmas. No, but it is having to do with a pig. Did I tell this story last week? Because I don't remember. I don't know. Go Um, ahead. It'd be weird if you talked about a pig on an episode we weren't doing about a pig. Well, last week, I went to pick Finley up from his friend's house Mm -hmm. because even though they live around the corner, it gets dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Like, it gets dark at four, guys. I don't know if you live in a place where it gets dark at four o'clock, but it definitely limits all possibilities for children going to their friend's houses in the neighborhood. It's true. So Finley went to his friend's house for dinner, and I went to pick him up after... He had dinner. Well, at his friend's house, they have chickens. They Mm -hmm. give us eggs sometimes. It's wonderful. And they have a pig. And I have not met this pig yet. I have heard about this pig. Uh, So when I got there, his friend's mom was like, yay, you're here. Come meet the pig. They've apparently had this pig for like 13 years. So I'm picturing a little like potbelly pig, like a pet pig, like what a pet pig would be. And they take me downstairs and there's like a gate in the basement to what looks like a whole nother bedroom for like a child. There's like a bed in there and all this nice stuff. It's the pig's room and the pig is like a 300 pound gigantic pig laying in a bed asleep for the night like a person. 
I think we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit here during the episode, but I think what a lot of people don't realize is that these little pet pigs that everybody gets, they always grow to that size. Like you don't get pigs that stay little. Aren't there smaller pigs? No, no, not really. I thought that there were like smaller, like pot. I thought like a pot belly pig was one that stayed small. Everybody thinks that. No. Oh. That's why Topanga addresses that later in this episode, but we'll we'll get to that. I, I remember reading a thread on Reddit uh, several years ago where somebody said, like, I'm getting a little pig. How do I make sure it stays little? And somebody in the thread was like, dude, they don't. Like, here's the deal. Like, everyone gets these tiny little pigs, and then they grow, and then they get too big, and then they don't want them anymore, and it's 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 upsetting. That is really sad. This pig... At our neighbor's house was so adorable. It was huge. They treat it like a person. It's very, very funny. Like, and she makes the loudest grunty noises when you try to wake her up. She was very, very cute. And I was very happy I got to meet her. All right. So let's talk about the episode so we can do more pig talk. Okay. Um, anyway, I guess blurb me up. Okay. Uh, the blurb for season three, episode six, This Little Piggy, is Sean decides that a pig would be a sufficient replacement for his family. Okay. That's a good blurb. I'm really impressed with your blurb writing lately. My blurb writing? Yeah. It's Disney Plus. I know that's what you say, but wink. I'm winking at you, Don't Mr. Wink Feeney. At me. Uh, yeah, this episode was written by Howard Bl- it's a butt gang episode. It's a butt gang episode. Howard Busgang and Mark Blutman. But it was directed by, once again, Jeff McCracken. It's, it seems like he might be our season three director. Yeah. Yeah, Last... and butt gang is doing more. Yeah. It's not just like an episode here and there. I feel like we've had more butt gang episodes so far. I think, well, is this the second or third one? I feel like it's the third. It might be. Because um... I think we've had a couple where we're like, wow, butt gang's really doing like better job at their episodes They're doing the lord's work right now yeah what <laughs> i don't know uh anyway classroom or not not we're in the hallway that is true we're in the hallway and sean comes running up to Corey. they're by their lockers which have changed yet again that's just it, it's the magic lockers that always changed per plot so the lockers w- that were up against this wall before were half lockers that was one on top of the other do you think this is part of the writing session every week like hey um all right so before we get started what would be the ideal placement for lockers in this episode what kind of lockers are we using in this episode? are we using tall lockers are we using double lockers are we are we using big lockers with little pig holes in it like Shh. What? That was a spoiler. It might not be. They could have just been talking about that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's full length lockers on this wall that used to be half lockers before. We know that they used to be half lockers before because Sean has stuck his head into the bottom of his locker before. And then a girl comes over to ask him a question like to the dance or something. Mm-hmm. And his locker was a bottom half locker. So anyway, they're standing there and uh, Sean's like, hey, remember that goldfish I used to have? And, and Corey goes, the turtle? And he goes, yeah, well, um, I've, I've re- I finally found something to replace him with. Here, boy. And in walks a little piggy. Yes, an adorable pig. Very much like Babe or Gordy. Like he's just a cute little pink pig. Runs mm-hmm. down the stairs of the school. Nobody's stopping him. No. Like, nobody is stopping this pig. Which Can begs, you imagine? begs the question, where was the pig before? Like, was he just wandering the halls until Sean called him? He was hanging out with friends in a different classroom. Mm, mm, okay. Um, he was mingling. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe he was hanging out with Minkus. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. I feel like Minkus wouldn't be the best friend to a pig, though. I feel like Minkus would want to do like experiments or something with it. Wow. Okay. He's like a scientist. Sure, but it's a pig. It has feelings. Pigs have feelings too. People dissect pigs every year in school. It's true. I did not. I didn't either. I would die. What did we dissect? We dissected something. Maybe it was a pig. No, it was a frog. Okay. Anyway, what happens next, Tanya? Uh, Sean explains how he found the pig, that he got the pig at the trailer park. He was down at the trailer park digging around the sludge where his old house used to be, and he looked down, and he saw something gnawing on his uncle... Peg leg. His uncle's peg leg. Uncle Sal's old peg leg. Um, Uncle Sal. I know. Uncle Sal's old peg leg, and there, there was the pig. And Corey says... What's Uncle Sal going to do without his peg leg? And Sean said, who said anything about his peg leg? Or not not having his peg leg. Not he was his... there too. He just didn't notice the pig. Right. Um, and Corey's like, I see what you're doing. Um, you are having a really hard time with the fact that me and Topanga are together all the time and you don't have me as much. So you're trying to, or um, a, a pig would not make a good replacement for me. And Sean says... Uh, as flattered as you are. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. She loved it so much that she talked over the next eight lines. And <laughs> I don't know what happened for she... the next five minutes. Uh, yeah, he says, he says, as flattered as flattered as you are, this has nothing to do with you. Come on, little Corey, it's time for class. And Corey is like, uh, and Sean said, what? It's the first name I could think of. And then Topanga comes over and she's just oh, like... Oh, Topanga. And she's just like, it's a pig. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Where'd you get him? And we need to find him a good home. All we want is more Topanga episodes. We say that week Until after week. One. We say that week after week. We want Topanga episodes. Uh, give us more Topanga episodes, we said. Season two, episode six, we said, where's Topanga? We want Topanga. We got her this episode. And boy, did we regret it. I think this this was a good um, like example of a lovable but flawed character. Like she can't be perfect, and and she was right to feel this way. Like she wasn't wrong to feel well, this let's way, get but into she how was she wrong in how she tried to control the situation. Let's get into how she felt. Um, Topanga immediately is like, "We need to find little Corey a new home." She does. She's she says, "What's your name?" And Sean says, "Little Corey," and she looks at. Corey, and then she looks at the pig, and she goes, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Um, and Sean's like, he has a good home. He lives with me. And Topanga's like, uh, in an apartment? That's ridiculous. She says he needs to be able to run around. He's a farm animal. I don't um, know if she knows what they do to farm animals. But anyway. Yeah, I do think that that was uh, a bad argument. Like, this is a farm animal. Yeah, and you're a hippie vegetarian like you shouldn't want it to be on the farm like she should legitimately be happy that this pig is with sean and uh he said or she says do you even know how to raise a pig and he says um it sounds like you're telling me what to do right now and she goes yeah well maybe somebody should she has control issues clearly but uh, that's when Corey jumps in to save the day and says, guys, guys, relax. Any way you slice it, it's still just a pig. Which is really messed up. And both of them now are united in their anger towards Corey. Uh, for now. For two seconds. For two seconds, because now it's gone to commercials and we cut back to the hallway on a different day. 
Oh, I thought it was the same day. No, nah, it's a different day because the pig's dressed up now. Oh, Pig's okay. dressed up in what looks like it could be a little Corey outfit. Like Yes, but I thought Corey and Sean were still wearing the same clothes. They, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to the boys' clothes. I was because at one point, so Corey always wears gigantic button-up shirts, mm-hmm. which I love. Like, I think that's a great look. I wish that was still the style um, for me, too. Like, I want to wear gigantic button-up shirts. But Sean at one point was wearing a button-up shirt that was like three sizes too small with a vest over it that was also three sizes too small. So like Corey looks like he's wearing a shirt that's three sizes too big and Sean is wearing an outfit that's three sizes too small. Riveting. Yeah. And Topanga's wearing denim on denim. So much denim. Anyway, the pig is dressed up. Hey, that was my fashion corner. The pig wasn't dressed up before. Now the pig is dressed up. And what's the pig wearing, Alden? He's wearing like a little striped sweater kind mm-hmm. of shirt thing mm-hmm. and blue jeans with the with the tail cut out. Mm. Adorable. Uh, and they are standing there in the hallway with him. And, and they're like talking. And all of a sudden they're like, here comes Feeny. And the pig runs through a doggy door cut. in the bottom part of the locker. There is a, yeah, there's a doggy door cut into a locker now and everyone's just cool with it. Nobody's saying anything about this. Nobody's saying anything about the pig just roaming the halls and in class and in the cafeteria. But here we are. And they go and stand for the lockers and Mr. Feeney comes out and is just like, hello, boys. And the, they're like, oh, hey, Mr. Feeney, no farm animals here. And he's like, uh, good? No, he says, um, well... The day is young. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this when Eric comes over to accost Feeney with his college yeah. book? Yeah, he runs over and he's like, Mr. Feeney, what a, what a, how interesting Fe- it is. Fancy to see- meeting you here. And Mr. Feeney's like, I work here. Mm-hmm. And Eric is like, okay, so I've been think- giving a lot of thought to college and I have this book. And um, have you ever heard of Yale? And Mr. Phoenix like... Also, the book that he has is um, a boudoir magazine. Yes, of like hot college girls. Girls in the Ivy League. And so he shows Mr. Feeney a picture of a girl like on a raft in a pool and is like, she goes, and Mr. Feeney says, you mean Yale? Yale? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 Yale. Um, I need to get into Yale. And Mr. Feeney's like, uh, No. That's not happening. This is not a party school, Mr. Matthews. And he's like, the girl on the raft with a drink in her hand would suggest otherwise. Um, So they have like a back and forth about the fact that Yale is not for Eric. And Mr. Feeney says, "Um, have you thought about trying for something a little bit more accessible, like a state college or a preschool? Mr. Feeney gets in some really good jabs this episode. But then then Eric goes, all right, Mr. Feeney, I have a question that I need a yes or no answer to. How many people get into Yale every year? <laughs> and Mr. Feeney goes, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to... Well, that's when Eric says, well, Mr. Feeney says, you're going to need something more than grades. And Eric goes... Oh, I get what you're putting down, and I'm winking back at you. Oh, that's what you were saying. I'm winking. Yes. Oh. And Mr. Feeney says, uh, please don't. <laughs> Just like me. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought you uh, no. you knew where I was going with nope. that. 
uh-uh. No, it's just a natural reaction that smart people have to winking. Ah, okay. Where are we now? <laughs> we go to Mr. Turner's apartment. Oh, yeah. Where so... Mr. Turner's asleep on the couch and going, oh, Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. Who's Catherine? Wait. Cat? <gasps> It's Mrs. Tompkins. (gasps) He's dreaming about Cat Tompkins. But it's the pig. The pig is licking Mr. Turner's face. And he wakes up and he's like, Sean, or he's like, Hunter, I told you, I don't want kisses from your pig. And Sean's like, uh. Sorry. (laughs) Is that what Sean's like? Uh, Mr. Turner says that we, we have ground rules. Uh, he's you get to keep the pig, but he's your responsibility. He's your pig. I don't take care of him. I don't want to see him. Mr. Turner is like cool as shit because I like wouldn't let our kids have a pig and they're my children. Mm-hmm. Sean's not even his kid. And he's like, sure, you can have a pig in my little apartment. Yeah. And Corey runs in at that point. Mr. Turner walks away. Corey runs in and says, Sean, I brought you something. I brought. I brought little Corey a present, and it's... A squirrel uh, piggy bank. A squirrel, well, a squirrel bank, mm-hmm. not a piggy bank, because it's not a pig. Right, and Sean makes a comment about how it's not a piggy bank, and Corey says that something about, well, I don't want him to see you shove metal into the back of a pig. So he was being sensitive. Sure. He was, after he made his comment about no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. Um... And Sean's like, oh, yeah, so, you know, I'll meet you and Topanga at Chubby's later. And Corey's like, oh, uh, you're just going to leave the pig alone? And Sean's like, yeah, I've been reading what to expect when you have a pig. And it's right here. And Corey starts going through it. And he's like, how to tell your pig about bacon? And Sean's like, Corey, Corey, no, you can't. You can't do that. In the little ears. Uh, but then he says... Uh, hey, you know, Topanga's still upset about the pig. And Sean says, yeah, well, it's none of her business. And Corey says, I agree. that. And Corey says, I agree. So I, you know, I told her that. And then I kind of told her that you would have a home for it in a few days. And Sean's like, oh, why would you do that? Uh, You didn't have a problem with this pig until you talked to your girlfriend this morning. Good point, Sean. Sean's actually making some very good points this episode. Um... And Corey's like, well, I mean, it makes sense. Like, the pig doesn't have a place to run around. It's in an apartment. Do you really think this is the best place for it? And Sean's like, yeah, the best place for it is with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to Chubby's. No, Sean says, um, I don't understand why Topanga has a problem. Nobody else has a problem with my pig. And Mr. Turner walks out and goes, hey, Hunter, I got a problem with this pig. <laughs> and uh, first off, he's wearing a tank top. And Mr. Turner is ripped. And he's I don't know. He's ripped and his tank top is too small. And like his nipples are just like on either side of it, which I guess was a 90s thing. Uh, sure. Or a ripped guy thing. Maybe. Like, he's ripped. How we does have... he have time to do that? Uh, he doesn't. I think that's why they kept it a secret until season three, episode six. Yeah. Like, we did not realize that Mr. Turner was jacked. I wonder, like, what was he doing that he... He went to the gym. No. Like, what was the actor doing that he decided I need to be ripped for? Maybe he just liked health and fitness. Maybe. Because, you know, when I exercise, when I'm not covering hangers and yarn, mm-hmm. um, I don't do it. Because I'm going to be a stunt double for Wonder Woman in the movie. I do it because I would like to be strong and fit. Fair. 
But then, yes, now we go to, well, we go, we cut to the backyard. We go to the backyard where um, Eric walks out of the back door and is like, oh, Mr. Feeney, fancy seeing you here. And Mr. Feeney is like, uh, I live here. And then Eric goes and like opens the gate to mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney's backyard, which was like, at first I was like, what is he even doing? Like, he's just right there. But as he opens it, he drops an envelope at his feet and was like, oh, oh, what? What's that? He says, Feeney, what's that? He says, Mr. Feeney, aren't you going to pick that up? And Mr. Feeney goes, no, Eric dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> and so they talk back and forth. Eric tells them that it's tickets to the opera. Um, you know, nudge, nudge, like get in contact with people from Yale. And Mr. Feeney was like, oh, okay, uh, what does he say? He says, uh, I'll pick you up at 7.30. And Eric goes, Feeney, say what? And Mr. Feeney goes, Feeney, say 7.30. <laughs> Mr. Feeney was fantastic this episode. Yes. Um, now you, we go to Chubby's. Now we go to Chubby's. Yes, you finally get your Chubby's moment that you've been pining for. So at Chubby's, Sean is at the pool table. And he's got like a line of girls behind him just like watching the pig eat food off of the pool table. Mind you, if you have any audible issues like when it comes to smacking, licking mouth sounds in your ear, this episode is your personal hell. Because that pig is eating the entire episode Mm -hmm. and through the episode at one point I was taking notes today and all I could hear was that noise of Mm -hmm. the pig eating even more than I could hear them talking. It is Because a lot. it's through the whole episode because they're keeping this pig attentive by constantly feeding him. Like, uh, Ryder Strong has, like, food in his pockets that as he's, like, talking to Topanga and Corey, he's just pulling food out of his pockets and feeding it to this pig the whole episode. Yeah. Um, but so the pig is up on the pool table. All the girls are like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. And Sean's eating it all up and he really loves this pig. Mm-hmm. And Corey and Topanga come in and he tells some joke where he's like, well, and then, then the guy was like, Hey, what are you doing with that pig? And the pig pointed at me and was like, you mean him? <laughs> I don't know why I laughed like Peter Griffin, but <laughs> hey guys, it's a pig. Um, and Topanga comes in like an 80 year old grandmother and gives him a lecture that is so ridiculous he she's just like you can't have a pig she said a pig is not a great pet and Sean says yeah not according to this book I just read this book that I just read says farm animals make great pets Mm -hmm. or this book that I just read called farm animals make great pets says that farm animals make great pets and Topanga's just like completely exasperated and she's like this is bad. You shouldn't have this pig, right, Corey? And she says, what are you going to do when this pig is... F-? She said, sure, you love it now, but what are you going to do when the pig is 500 pounds, sitting on your couch and not moving? And he says, I still love Aunt Gloria. <laughs> and then she says, uh, and it's not just me who feels this way, right, Corey? So messed up. It is. All of you little kids out there listening, do not manipulate your boyfriends and girlfriends against their friends. Mm-hmm. Just but don't do it. When she says, right, Corey, he goes, Topanga, you look great tonight. And Sean goes, uh, Corey, tell Topanga to back off. And he goes, you're not looking so bad yourself either, Sean. Poor Corey. I felt so bad for him in this episode. 
Eventually, though, he takes Topanga's side. He goes with Topanga. Right, because she says, Corey, you didn't answer me. Tell me, am I right or am I wrong? And, and he's like, I, I, you're both right. And she says, we can't be. And he goes, you can't? And he goes, well, I guess your side then, huh? And he walks over to Sean and tries to apologize. And Sean's just like, hey, your girlfriend's leaving. You should probably go with her. I feel the whole both sides are right thing for this one. Sure. Like so much but the way that Topanga is going about it is so messed up that I would immediately take Sean's side me too yeah no in that situation like at that point you've put me in the middle of this I'm mad and I've done this many times in my life I think you sometimes do it with me yeah because it's messed up don't bring somebody into the middle of it and then say now you have to decide with or now you have to side with me or I'm gonna be mad at you right well cool I'm out bye yeah, I don't do that. But no. um, as someone who does believe things fiercely, like when I believe that I'm right about something. I believe that we should have green beans for dinner fiercely. <laughs> not like that, but you know what I mean. Like I, do. I yes. When it comes to our kids in particular, like when it comes to how we should do something with one of them or protect one of them or whatever like I can definitely come off like a Topanga where the way that I'm speaking about it where I feel like I'm just coming off as like I'm passionate about the subject and I feel like I need to express it this way in order for you to get in order to get you to understand my side it comes off as I'm trying to control the situation and watching Topanga do that it's like oh my gosh she's trying to control the situation mm-hmm. oh my gosh that's what I sound like sometimes uh-huh. so it was looking in a really gross mirror <laughs> <laughs> and oftentimes I'm like a Cory, where I'm like all right whatever like I don't agree with you but okay sure fine I can't believe you don't agree with me. So now we cut to the kitchen. Uh, Corey is trying to... So they do... Also, real quick, I don't know why this stuck out to me, but they do this twice in this episode. When they're going into the school, they have like an overdub of Sean talking, like doing a voice line. Like, Corey, school sure is better with a pig, isn't it? But like... Uh, yeah. But it's it's not like in school audio. You can tell that it was recorded into a microphone. Right. Um, and then right here, as we're going into the into the house, like it's zooming in on the kitchen, you it overdubs Corey saying, "Come on, Sean, I really got to talk to you." And so he's he's on the phone. He's right. trying to get a hold of Sean on the phone. And you go in the kitchen after you hear that, and um, Alan and Amy are trying to talk to him. And they're like, Corey, what's going on? And he's like, well, Sean was out with his pig last night. And Alan's like, Corey, I have taught you not to say things like that. He's like, no, no, like, he has a real pig. It's, this is an actual pig. And so Alan and Amy are sitting with Corey while he's talking about this. And he says, uh, well, he tells the whole story. He, he, We don't need to rehash the whole story. You know what's going on. We've talked about it for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So... Alan, in or, case you missed it, Sean has a pig. Spoilers. So, uh, one of the one of the parents says, "Well, who do you think is right?" And Corey says, "Well, they're both right, I think." And Amy says, "Well, did you did you tell them that?" And Corey says, "Well, yeah, I did, but Topanga made me pick sides." 
And Alan goes, and you sided with Topanga. And he said, yeah. And he goes, well, of course you did. You're a guy. You have to. And Amy smacks Alan over the back of the head. Which is hitting a person. (laughs) Yes, it is. I would just like to point out how often it was acceptable for women to hit men in sitcoms. I think it's pretty acceptable in general in life. A wife can hit her husband and people are like, cool. Anyway. uh, I'll remember that. So anyway, while they're, while they're talking about this, Alan gives like a nice speech, you know, look, this is difficult. I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes you just have to let everybody know how you feel. Uh, you're growing up now. Life's hard in the real world. And as he says that, Eric comes skipping down the stairs going, I'm going to Yale. I'm going to Yale. And Alan goes, well, life's a little bit easier in his world. <laughs> <laughs> Also, his skipping is not just like little short skips. Like he's like catching air. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like jumping, leaping like a gazelle through the house. Now, as as um as out of love as I have fallen with the Eric character, uh, Will Friedel is a, still a fantastic actor. There are yes. multiple times in this episode where I'm like, damn, like as bad as Eric is right now, he's still really funny. Like Eric is really good at um. Being ridiculous. Being ridiculous and also having good comedic timing. Yes. And not it doesn't seem forced. Like, all of his things seem so natural, even though they're ridiculous. Right. Like, he was very good at being Eric. Right. So, anyway, now we cut to the cafeteria where Sean is sitting with the pig and you get more of those good, good mouth eating noises it, like it's going yeah like, the pig is sitting I, at- I almost said they're going ham but that's so dumb <laughs> it was not on purpose i would also like to say at some point in my notes earlier on i accidentally wrote him with a capital h when i was talking about the pig so now i just think of the pig as like some deity yeah some divine being um yeah, he's sitting at the table beside Sean. It's actually very cute. They're just having lunch together. In the cafeteria. In the cafeteria where there's other people and nobody cares. And Mr. Feeney's in the cafeteria all the time. All the teachers are. Like, they have lunch with adults. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares that this pig is at the school all the time. Yeah. Um. And Corey comes over and he's just like, oh, hi, guys. And Sean says something <laughs> <laughs> sean says something about how he he doesn't want to talk to them yeah. they don't want to talk to him and, and like where's Tanga? oh no uh, sean says um if you're gonna talk you can't just talk to us or can't just talk to me and ignore little cory and cory looks at the pig and says oh you know what you're right how's your day going meet any nice pigs at school today and sean goes we don't get it but then Corey kind of breaks into the, all right, we need to talk. I can't, I'm really upset with Topanga. She shouldn't have done this. Um, it's getting out of hand. This, like This is getting in the way of, why, we can't just let a pig get in the way of our friendship. And Sean says, sure, it's just a pig to you, to, to, to Topanga, to the people that abandoned him in the trailer park. And Corey's like, oh, how did... How do you know he's abandoned? And Sean explains, like, the, the owner of the trailer park told him. That they just, that the owners packed up their trailer, put the pig out of the trailer, and just drove away. So Corey starts to kind of, you see it in his face, like, he's starting to get it. And Sean says, um, yeah, he has no fu- no home, no family. Like, I've been there. I get it. Like, he and I get each other. 
Um, and I get, I understand you too. He says, you took your girlfriend's side. I, you know what? I would have done the same thing in your situation too. You got to take your girlfriend's side. Um, he says, you know what? Dad always said, pigs and women, they'll break your heart. Um, and I think the next thing we see is they're at the apartment. Yeah. And at the apartment, Sean is giving the pig a bath and Corey is standing there and he's just like, all right, Topanga's going to be here soon. So basically Topanga's going to do a wellness check to make sure that the pig is being taken care of. They want to prove to Topanga that this is a good place for the pig no matter what. And she gets there and, and Sean's already on edge. He's like, why do I have to prove something to her? Like, who even is she to me? She's not even my friend. But just And it's funny at this point, Mr. Turner's house has just become like, yeah, teenagers from school can just show up here and hang out at, at his apartment. And no one's like, he doesn't say, all right, this is too much. This is too many teenagers coming over to my apartment. Yeah. Uh, and a pig. And a pig. Uh, he's just at the gym. That's what. That's why he's so ripped. That's true. All these teenagers are all, always in his apartment. He goes to the building's little like weightlifting room, and he just stays in there all the time. That's true. He grades papers while like lifting weights on one side, and then he grades. He switches sides, and he grades papers with his left hand, so it's a little bit messy, but it's fine because at least he's even on his muscles on both sides. Good point. But so Corey tells Sean that Topanga's coming over and Sean says, why would you do that? And Corey said, look, it's it'll be good. Like I can't handle my my best friend and my girlfriend not talking to each other. And Sean says, fine, I'll do this for you. But one dig at me or the pig and she's out. And she opens the door and says, hey, Sean, um, I noticed the light bulb in your hallway is out. You need to call the superintendent. And Sean's like, that's it. She's out. And. Then he says, sorry, I'm being a little oversensitive, but I also would be super annoyed with that. Yes. She just walked in and the first thing she says is, you need to call the superintendent. Calm down. This isn't your problem. To be completely honest, I worry about stuff like that. Like if a neighbor is going to be like, oh, you know, you really should get that tree cut down or you really should change the light bulb. We've had neighbors do that. Like Mm -hmm. it is the most annoying thing ever. Like, don't tell me what I need to do. Right. He's a kid. It's not even his problem. Right. It's Mr. Turner's problem and the superintendent of the building's problem. He's a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, so they throw it away like Sean's just being oversensitive, but I would also be annoyed with yes. Topanga at this point. Um, and that's not even considering the pig stuff. Right. So they're talking about the pig a little bit, and... Uh, Sean's trying to explain that this is a good home for a pig. Topanga's like, are you sure? Like, are you? how can this be a good home for a pig? And Corey goes, yeah, well, I mean, he was just giving little Corey a bath right over. And then it pans over to the Tupperware bin that little Corey was in. And there's no little Corey. And Sean goes, he was in there for so long, he became broth. And they're like, no, he just ran out the door. Yeah. And he's like, Topanga, you left the door open. How did they not notice it running past them? They were right by the door. But yeah, but they say, Topanga, you left the door open. And she goes, yeah, I guess that's what happens when a pig lives in a city, isn't Bitch, it? Bitch, what? <laughs> Are you serious, Topanga? I'm so upset. Yeah, it was bad. Um. So Sean's like, I've got to go find him. And then Mr. Turner comes well, and through. And Corey says, go look for him. <laughs> I'm going to stay here by the phone just in case he calls. And Topanga and Sean both for like a split second again are united in. They're just like, what the hell is wrong with him? Mm-hmm. And he's like, just just go, go. And as they go to walk out the door, Mr. Turner's like, hey, I found your pig. Because he was- he's coming in from the gym. 
And he's like, I found your pig. He was walking towards the rib shack. And Sean uh, goes. No, don't say that. Why? It was funny. Fine. I don't know. All right. Mm-mm. Fair enough. Tanya's very um, making sure that we're we're cool and we're kosher. So, um, so basically, Topanga's like, so yeah, definitely. This is proof that what I did was right. And they're like, what are you talking about? She's like, I called animal control. And Sean's like, you what? And he, she's like, I called animal control and told them that we have a really nice pig who needs a really good home. And Sean's like, all right, I'm leaving. I've got to go hide little Corey. And he's just like, Corey, you're coming with me. And Corey is like, yes, I'm coming with you. Topanga, you put me in the middle of a situation you should not have put me in the middle of. It wasn't your business. And you've messed up a lot of things. Like, I'm going with Sean. And she stands there dumbfounded. And then she is just like... Mr. Turner, why do you let him keep this pig? You know that the pig shouldn't be here. Like, you don't even like it. And Mr. Turner goes, look, uh, he wants the pig. He loves the pig. The pig is important to him. And you know what? Um, After everything that Sean's been through in his life, you know, he really relates to it. And he wants something to take care of. I think he needs this pig more than the pig needs him. It's like like a three sentence explanation. And Topanga goes, Oh, I made I... a really big mistake. Yeah, that's all it took. There was no no thought process up until this point. And it's proof that when Sean talks, she doesn't listen at all. Right. Because he has tried to explain this about how important this pig is. He's also proven, like, the pig isn't running around filthy and disgusting. Like, mm-hmm. if a pig is being, if an animal at all is being taken care of, as well as that pig is, stay out of their business. Right. I mean, she's not wrong in the fact that eventually this pig is going to be the 300-pound pig that can't handle being in an apartment. But, but again, give not it some her time. business. Right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, she admits her wrongdoing. And then we go to Mr. Feeney and Eric yeah. are at the opera. They're in a balcony at the opera. And Eric is so bored and he will not shut up. He's and Mr. Feeney is paper just paper like, airplane into the crowd because they're up in like a balcony seat. Yeah. Like they're in a nice seat. And this high school student who wants to get into Yale can afford these tickets. Yeah. But he can't afford to do his homework and get good grades. Yeah. Um, So, you know... He's saying, like, I don't understand any of this. This is stupid. It's just not something that I'm into. Like, and Mr. Feeney's like, one day you're going to meet a girl who wants someone who's cultured and understands things like this. And when they say, like, oh, I really like the opera, what are you going to say? And Eric's like, nothing. Like, I don't, it, it's not going to happen or whatever. And, Mr. Feeney's just kind of resolved to that. And Eric starts to like walk away when they start playing. And Eric turns around and he's like, I know this song. And, and he starts like bobbing his head to him. He's like, oh, it's like Looney Tunes. He gets Bugs Bunny. And he grabs the little binoculars and starts looking. And he's like super into it. And Mr. Mr. Feeney goes... It's Wagner. And he goes, no, no, no. We're talking cartoons here, Mr. Feeney. You're way out of your league. And so now they're both into it and we go to the house. Yeah, the living room. Big scene. Corey and Sean are in the living room. Uh, Little Corey is hidden somewhere and Sean's like, why did we come here? Wouldn't this be one of the first places that they look? And Corey's like, no. 
If it was Old McDonald's farm, that would be obvious, but this is my living room, so it's not that obvious. Plus, if I know Topanga, she probably didn't even call animal control, so and he's like calling her bluff. She's, he, as soon as he says that, knock, 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 animal control, and Corey goes, I'm a big stupid head. And they open the door. And it is Al Borland from Home Improvement. Playing Victor LaSalle, the uh. animal control... Victor LaSalle. Yeah. Victor LaSalle Borland. How how do hats fit the way that they fit on his head? I don't he does it like on purpose. It was just sitting on top, right? It's, like It's like a tall like it's a it's a, like a trucker hat. It's like a stovepipe trucker hat. It's like it's like it a trucker very tall. It's a trucker hat that he has like tightened onto the top of his head. So that it looks like it's just like super firm on his head, but also like six inches taller than his head. He would have had to stuff the hat in order to keep its form that way. I don't think so. I think I have some hats like that where I got it and I'm like, I didn't realize how tall this hat was. It's like a cheap hat. So they just make it out of this cheap material that's almost like cardboardish. If Abraham Lincoln was Al wore a brimmed cap, it would be one of these stovepipe baseball caps so anyway he opens the door and he's like victor lasalle by law i have to show you my badge and he flips open his wallet and eric goes uh not eric sean sean goes uh that's your driver's license and he goes i'm animal control they don't give us badges um so he comes in and he's like uh i hear you have a pig here he's like sean hunter Lives with, or he starts like naming Best things. friends with Corey Matthews, 5'5", five, five, brown hair. Answers to the name, Sean Hunter. Um, and basically they're like, there's no pig here, blah, blah, blah. And um, Corey gives like a speech about why there isn't a pig there. And he goes, isn't that right? Well, he, he and then he says, um, yeah, so if you could kindly vacate the premises before I have to call animal control control. And Victor LaSalle is like, is that a thing? And they're like, you bet it's a thing, right, my Sean or something? My dear Sean. And Sean goes, that's right, my little Corey. And down the stairs runs little Corey. Corey. The pig. Answering to his name. And Al, I I keep wanting to call him Al. It's fine. Al says, um, what's Al's real name? Victor LaSalle. No, like in real life. Richard Carn. Oh, yeah, that's right. Richard Carn. So anyway, Al is like, um, he p- picks up his radio and he goes, we have pig. And uh, Sean's like, yeah, you have pig, but you don't have a heart or something like that. Yeah. And and uh, Al is like, okay, I mean, I understand like you like this pig, but. He says, I'm not heartless. This area is just not zoned for pigs, but. I have a 20-foot bow constrictor in the back that I can slip you. On the QT. <laughs> What's the QT? I, I always Quiet thought, tip? That's what I always thought okay. it was, yeah. Because um, at that point in time, the DL was a thing. I thought. Why didn't Al say the DL? I don't know. Because the QT sounds like he's hitting on Sean, like, you cutie. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Al is not hitting on Sean. Uh, but... So they, Sean's like, hey, can I at least say goodbye to little Corey? And he's like, sure, I'm not heartless. I'll let you do that. And he bends down and he says. And uh, pulls some more food out of his pocket. And he says, don't make sure you don't try to run with him, though. I got a guy out by the back door. And 
Corey goes, do you really? And he goes, I don't know. You feeling lucky, punk? It was ridiculous. It was funny. This show caters to Alden's sense of humor. This is the most I've enjoyed this part of the, like this episode mm-hmm. so far is like, this was so fun. Um, so Sean says goodbye and he's like, all right. I'm going to find out where you are. I'm going to come visit you. Like, I love you so much. Here's, blah, blah, here's blah. looking at you, pig. And Topanga like bursts into the, the living room. And she's like, just like, you can't have the pig. And uh, Alice like, Topanga Lawrence uh, dating Corey for two months. Two months. I feel like they've been together for seven years. Uh, and he himself goes, I'm way overqualified for this job. <laughs> Uh, and she says, you can't take him. I found the owner. I saw an ad in the paper and I called the owner and here he is. And Sean's like, or, and she says, isn't this good news, Sean? Because now you can visit him whenever you want. And he goes, I still don't have the pig. It's not a win for me. And then she goes, well, okay, here's the owner. And in walks. Mr. Turner. Mr. Turner. Um, and Al goes, um, okay, is this really your pig? And he goes, no, it's not my pig. I have an arc outside, and I'm one pig short. And Al's like, all right, that's it. I'm taking you downtown. And Mr. Turner's like, are you serious? And he's like, no, I was just, uh, you're not the only one who can do sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And then he hands him the leash to the pig. And he just walks out. Goodbye, Al Borland. He walks out, and then immediately after that, Mr. Turner's like, all right, have a good night, and walks out. So, like, Al now is watching Mr. Turner just walk out without the pig. Yeah. And Al had to have known. At that point, it was out of his hands. That's true. He like, did. He was writing his report in the car already. He didn't want to rewrite another report. He mm-hmm. doesn't care. But anyway, he, he also said before he left, he said, don't don't worry that offer for the 20-foot BOA still stands. And Sean says, can I get your card? And he says, they don't give us cards. We're animal control. He's like, I don't even have a badge. You think <laughs> we have cards? Uh, But anyway, so that's when... Sean's like, Topanga, what changed your mind about this? And she says. She basically says, like. This isn't my pig. This isn't my pig. And I realize, like, you've known me as long as I've known Corey. And I'm your friend, too. Like, you're not just my boyfriend's best friend. Like, we are friends, too. And then they hug. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. And that is it. And, and we go is- to the opera. Yeah, that was it for the episode. Now we go to the post credit scene at the opera where Eric is just losing his mind. He's like, woo, yeah, more. And he's like waving. And, and like throwing carnations out and down to the stage. And he's just like, yes, we need more. And Mr. Feeney's like, they've had eight curtain calls already. Like, there is no more. He's like, I just, I want to stay until something big happens. And, he, and Mr. Feeney says, okay, we need to go. I'm tired. And Eric goes, and cranky. He's like, so what happens if I meet a cultured girl who doesn't like opera but likes ballet? Can we go to the ballet? And Mr. Fiend's like, yes, we can go to the ballet. And he's like, what about the Philharmonic? And he's like, yes, we can go to the Philharmonic. So at this point, Eric and Mr. Fiend are just going out on dates together all the time. Which is, I'm here for that. (laughs) I love it. Just because when Mr. Feeney is with Eric, he is so funny. Mm -hmm. Very funny. I love it. You didn't want Mr. Turner walking around in his apartment with his nips out, but you you want Mr. Feeney and Eric to start dating. Well, it's platonic. Uh, so Eric says, okay, what happens at the end? And Mr. Feeney says, nothing. It just ends. And he goes, well, I want something big. And he says, nothing happens. And then all of a sudden you hear, Law! 
like a really high-pitched woman. And Eric goes, what's that fat lady doing? And she sings. And kind of not like that, but. Well, but you, you get the joke, though. I do. Because people will always say, like, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. And then the. Right. I yeah. got it. Yes. Okay. Just making sure you're on them. No, page. I feel like I heard them use the term fat a lot in this episode. Like. I didn't write well, it down, but er- they did. They used it in the opera scenes. Eric was talking mm-hmm. about how all, it's just three fat guys singing about how fat they are. And he sings a song about like, That's right. I'm so fat, I'm fatter than you are. I did not like, I don't. Mm. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but that's where we end. Yeah. And how did you feel about the episode, Tanya? I love this episode. I did not like Topanga, but again, I just feel like it was, I mean, it is part of her personality. One, she's a very smart person, so she does feel like she's right all the time, and she did have a good point. Like, it wasn't like she was actually wrong. She was just wrong in how she came about it. Um, But it was hard to watch because while it was very Sean-centric, Corey really was at the center of this episode Mm -hmm. trying to make everything okay. And I feel like that's what we've seen a lot in season three is... Corey's battle with his own goodness and making sure everyone else is doing okay, like constantly. And I just want him to be happy. Yeah, no, you're right. And that, that was hard to watch because I feel like I've been in that situation before with people. I mean, we all have, but yeah, it's just, you want to make everyone happy, but you, no one cares. Like, Yes. No, no one cares about what you think. They just want you to say, oh, you're right. Right. And it's very depressing because you're like, no one even hears me when I'm speaking and I'm not even trying to press my point and be right like they are. I'm just trying to make things okay. And it's a very frustrating situation to be in. And I I don't remember what it was like to be in those situations at 14 years old. I know that I was was in them, but their situations, I feel like, are way more adult-like than what I would have been dealing with at 14. You mean you didn't have a friend that snuck a pig into their teacher's apartment to live with them? Didn't we all? Um, do you have any good like childhood stories about that? Like when I had to talk about the fire last week? <laughs> no. You don't have any pig uh, we, stories? We snuck animals into our house all the time. That was more like for dates. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't be so judgy. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we really did like... We were those kids who constantly had secret animals in our house, like kittens that our neighbors would have, their cats had kittens, and my sister would be given a kitten, and she would have a kitten in her room that my mom could not know about, and so there was like a bed at the back of the closet for this kitten, and we didn't think anything was bad about it, but it was. It was awful. Eventually, the the kitten became our house cat, and it was fine. What happened? So your mom found out about it. Yeah, my mom really likes animals. So, so how did how did it go? How did it go? Like she just found it, and she was like, "Okay, cool." No, at some point, it was always one of us out of the four sisters would get mad at the other sister for something completely unrelated and throw them under the bus for mm. having a cat. Like it would be like some type of back and forth where she was blaming M- Mel for something and Mel was blaming her for something. But to get the heat off of her, Mel would be like, oh yeah, well, Amy has a cat in her closet. Mm-hmm. How long do you think, do you remember that cat existing before your mom found out about it? Probably about two days. Okay. 
It was never long because we were mad at each other all the time. Yeah. So. I'm glad that's changed. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, my mom also never cared about whether we had animals. Like, we would bring birds with broken wings into our house and my mom would set up a little cage for us to start nursing it back to health. Like, we just always had animals in our house. That was never an issue. Never a pig? Never a pig, but my mom wanted one really bad. Pigs are her favorite animal. She would ask my dad for a pig all the time. My dad had dogs, um, and he always rescued dogs, so they always had some type of aggression issue. Mm. And they were his dogs, so they stayed with him all the time. Um, He had a border collie that was adorable, but he was a rescue dog, and he was a little rough around the edges, and we actually ended up getting rid of him because he bit my mom in the face. Mm. But... Because of that and the fact that a lot of these dogs were sort of like um, track animals, like they like a border collie is one that sniffs other animals out. Mm -hmm. And so do um, German shepherds. My dad had a rescue. No, that's what you mean by track animals. Yeah. I thought you meant like. They, they run, run track. track. Yeah. <laughs> they had their little Adidas sweatsuits on. (laughs) I I could see a border collie running on a track. That's why I didn't. Struck me as odd. <laughs> I thought just like maybe people take it running on the track. No, like they weren't like hunting dogs, but they definitely were more like about tracking. Like with our dogs, like Coco is a dog that is in their genetics. It's um, like a sheep herding dog. Mm-hmm. So you'll watch her try to herd Fred back around to where Fred needs to be because that is Fred in is our her... other dog, yeah. not our child. <laughs> But she also will do that with deer. Like mm-hmm. she runs at deer and tries to get them to herd themselves back where they need to be because that's in her genetics. Mm-hmm. These dogs would have sniffed out a pig and killed the pig. Mm. So my mom never got a pig, but she always, always wanted one. Moral of the story. So how did I feel about the episode, you ask? Uh-huh. Oh. I did ask that. You cut it out. I would never do such a thing. So... I thought it was a really good episode. I didn't, I didn't like love the episode. I thought it was a fun episode. I still thought it was another kind of like a, a ho hum. Yeah, a bunch of silly stuff. A bunch of silly stuff that uh, like didn't wasn't grounded at all. Um, I liked, I liked the situation. I liked that they put Corey in a real situation Mm -hmm. where he had to toe the line between his best friend and his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. neither of who wanted him to, um understand them they just wanted him to say yep you're right right um it it was a little bit of a silly kind of there's a pig a pig door in a locker kind of thing going on where i was like all right this is taking me out of it a little bit but i thought it was a really good and really funny episode and i didn't love the scenes with eric and mr feeney the first time i watched it but the second time i kind of accepted it for being dumb and funny right like it didn't serve much of a purpose other than the fact that it was dumb and funny mm-hmm. it was it was another situation of eric thinking that he's going to go to a great school but also doesn't want to go through the effort of going to a great school i think one of the issues is that the first couple seasons it was more of a family comedy where it did center around Corey, but it was how the whole family was affected by things mm-hmm. so his family characters were more important then. Eric, what was happening with Eric was more um, 
in correlation with what was happening with Corey because they were all together in the home and it was family centric and not just Corey centric. Well, that's true. And they always kind of wrote it around one central theme that Mr. Feeney was teaching in class that day. Right. I guess at some point you run out of things that the teacher can be teaching during class. Right. So now we have introduced other characters that are more all surrounding Corey in a way that um, his family isn't as necessary to what he's learning. So they have to figure out what to do with Eric and Feeney. Yeah. And I really like the fact that they've paired the two of them up in this sort of back and forth of Mr. Feeney has taken Eric under his wing and has counseled him on college and all of this. And Eric still is just not understanding that he has to put the work in and stuff. But Mr. Feeney is still like, he's like, you're dumb, but I'm going to keep working with you on this because I care. And I like that. I like their back and forth. And I like the fact that they're still using them, even though they're not necessary to what is happening with Corey. Mr. Feeney even says in this episode, and it was um, um, sweet to, to see, Eric says, we had a deal about Yale. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Feeney says, the only deal we have is that I will be a great teacher and great friend to you. So he says, like, I'm your friend. Right. Yeah. I I like it because I just love when Mr. Feeney is snarky. And I do really, really like Will Friedel as this, I don't know, he's just so naturally goofy without it being uncomfortable. Like, he's not just being like, oh, I'm wacky. Like, he does it somehow very naturally so that it doesn't make you feel like, ugh, I don't want to see this anymore. Right. Um, And I think with the heavier elements, as we go further and further into our main characters being older with the heavy elements, we have to have almost like that palate cleanser throughout the center of the show to sort of be like, okay, we can laugh about this. You've done a quick turnaround on Dumb Eric, huh? Yes, because I understand the necessity of him, hmm. where obviously Corey didn't need a sister. True. Um, Corey's parents are only in there for blips at a time, but they saw value in Eric's character and they saw value in Will, Will Friedel as an actor. So they figured out how to work with that. And I think that was important. I also think butt gang episodes have gone from just plain silly to they have figured out how to integrate the silliness into the seriousness pretty well. Like the pig doggy door was a very butt gang element. It was. That's all. I talked a lot. (laughs) You did. Uh, Yes. So those are my thoughts on the episode. (laughs) You have really good thoughts. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Um, I guess that's it for us. We've been going for a while now. Yes, um, I have a lot to do. Oh, wow, wow. I'm not crying. I said it happily. Um, so anything else you'd like to add before we go? I don't think so. Because the music is playing behind us right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. How's it going? Is that? Because that's not even the tune and you wrote it. Um, anyway, this has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Um, I guess, should we do the whole Twitter thing? Find yeah, us on find Twitter. find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. And then find us on Facebook. Type in Boy Meets, Girl Meets World, Boy Meets World into the search bar. And you can email us at bmgmbmw at gmail.com. And find us on iTunes. Like, rate, review, whatever all that stuff is. Uh, subscribe to us. Uh, we appreciate all of you. But we also appreciate you for joining us for Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 3, Episode 6. Class dismissed.